0: Guys, we're close to a record here. It's, fi- it's only 15 minutes after we said we were going to start, and neither of you had any major audio issues. This is I, I, This is how I want to continue for 2024. Very good start. Let's keep it going. Okay. I'm going to start the show. Now, Hello, everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to the Let's Run.com Track Talk podcast. At the start of 2019, Weldon Johnson blindsided us by asking us to commit on the spot to recording a weekly podcast. Here we are, five years later, and I'm not sure we've missed a week during that span. We love doing this show back for another year. 2024 is a new year, it's an Olympic year, which means it is time for us to make some bold predictions. But before we do, we had some news on New Year's Day as Olympic silver medalist Courtney Ferrex became the latest star to leave the Melbourne Track Club. Plus, did Nick Willis really break four minutes in the mile for the 21st year in a row on New Year's Eve? And. Got our annual Let's Run quiz. That's right. Robert and Weldon Johnson, they have not been prepared on this. They haven't been briefed. I didn't want them studying. Weldon, I can see him pulling up Wikipedia now. Guys, we're going to have our 2023 year in review quiz Johnson versus Johnson. So, how are you feeling? Hope you guys had happy New Year's. It was a big year in Weldon's life, 2023. The Rangers won the World Series. The Cowboys. Looking pretty good going into 2024. He's feeling good. I was talking about this a few weeks ago. They wanted to hush it down, but Ravens Cowboys, a Johnson Brothers Super Bowl, is very much on the table. Hope you guys had a happy new year, and I'm ready to ask you some questions. No, st- I don't want you studying.
1: Can I pull up the list of the world champions just on Wikipedia? No, refresh- no, no.
0: I'm, I can tell Weldon's doing that right now. I want you to stop. I shouldn't have given you any heads up at all. But there's only one question about worlds on the entire quiz. So looking at that page isn't going to help you guys.
1: John, happy new year to you. I'm having a little bit of brain fog. If I'm off my game, it's, you know, a lot of people make new year's resolutions. My end of the year 2023 resolution was to get in the worst shape of my life. Try to crack the scales at over 200 pounds. And then record my comeback to inspire the masses to sub three. I just want to say that the sub three is, is on. The, the official training has started. I texted my DC friend. I said, hey, do you want to go run a mile in New Year's? No warm up. We just go to the track one mile. Then I didn't really want any spectators. I did film it. not exactly sure what happened. We'll probably have to reveal it on Friday for the supporters club only. All I will say is, John, that the sub three is definitely legitimately on. I accomplished everything that I wanted to in this thing. I, A, impressed my wife. She could not believe how fast I ran. I, B, started off, I wanted to give myself a chance at sub six because you said that was not possible. With no warm-up, my first 100 was in 22. My second, my 200 was hitting 45 seconds. It was like a metronome. Weldon was known for being a metronome. Give myself a chance for sub six. And I can run one mile under three hour marathon pace. That's all I'll reveal for now. The rest will be revealed on Friday. Once I you, you can't take splits on an Apple Watch, it's impossible. So that's why I have to go back and look at the tape. I was pretty tired.
0: Wow. Halfway through that, I was wondering is this an advanced April Fool's bit? Does he think this is April first instead of January 1st? No, this is great. An all-out mile. Robert, I, I want you to break three hours in the marathon. I just don't think it's going to happen. So anyway, well then you have a, a good New Year's. Everything's good with you.
2: Fabulous New Year's. Did the polar plunge. Googled beforehand whether I could have a heart attack. I wasn't sure which is more likely to kill me. That or running a mile all out. I swear I thought of doing it and I didn't do it. I don't think the sub three is possible, John. I, I don't know how many years ago it was. I ran a 258 marathon. I and mean, this is going to take amazing training. I don't think it's possible. But the year is off to an amazing start. I went running today with another person, an executive at a major apparel brand, lives in my town. I met him the other day. He was at the Polar Plunge, too. We're not, maybe this isn't maybe a running club is starting in my town, me and him. We're going to conquer I mean, the running world in 2024.
0: That's great for you, but maybe this person can sponsor the podcast or sponsor letsrun.com. I mean, you're going to be thinking networking here. Well, then.
2: Oh, obviously. I mean, just convert him into
0: a listener. Tell him, listen to this episode, or it could be a woman, uh, and – Say, listen to the episode. If you like what you hear, maybe throw a sponsorship on in the Olympic year. We know our listeners are going to skyrocket because people want to hear our Paris takes. And
2: John, every, everyone knows the rules of let's run. It's not appropriate for a man to have a woman of the opposite sex as their running partner if they're married. I think that's a pretty much established rule of let's run. We have a thread on this. It's right up there with a the post-nuptial shutoff. But... So I hope because of the polar plunge, I I was so in tune yesterday with everything going on in the world. I think the run may have rejuvenated me because I was up really late last night and I was listening to our 2023 year in podcast and I saw the damn trivia thing and I go, I hope to God John doesn't do trivia this year. Well, then we got a voicemail.
0: Someone was saying there was no trivia this year. I I can't believe it. And I was like, no, 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 there's going to be trivia. Even before that, this this is one of my favorite episodes of the year. And somehow, I guess you did remember, but usually you're always always flabbergasted. Like, wait a minute, John's doing this trivia thing. Yeah, we've done it every year. I'm going to do it again. It's always fun. It's a nice way to say goodbye to last year. I think we need to get to that right now because I don't want you guys studying anymore. We need to just kick this off the Johnson Bowl. I'm looking back last year's trivia. Do you guys remember who won the quiz?
2: Well, I always do a Holden little bit one. better than Robert John, so of course I won the pod t- won the trivia.
0: That That's exactly right. Weldon won six to five. You guys both did pretty well. Now, I've tried to make these questions about the same level of difficulty. There are a couple tougher ones. There are a couple easier ones. Uh, we're going to start, and we go one question per month. So alternating questions, we're going to start with Robert. January. January 2023. Mahideen Makisi Benabad, the three-time Olympic medalist in the steeplechase from France who is known for getting in a fight with Mehdi at the 2011 Monaco Diamond League and generally being kind of an asshole, retired at age 37. Robert, to earn the point for this question, you need to correctly spell his name. And because I'm nice... You can pick any one of the three parts of his name. Mahadeen, Makisi, or Benabad. You only need to spell one part of his name correctly. So whichever one you're most confident in, you can go for.
1: Repeat his name again, please, John.
0: Mahadeen, Makisi, Benabad. Robert should... I mean, Robert has written this name before. He penned a stern editorial... At the 2016 Olympics, when they protested and got Ezekiel Kemboix successfully DQ'd to get Medi- McKissick on the podium, so Robert, wh- which one of those three parts of his name do you feel most confident in?
1: The first name, Well, Benabad seems too easy. I'm not even going to go there. And I am someone that lives in the past. I have my fourth grade Dallas City math champion plaque on the wall behind me. I am also a regional spelling bee champion. I peaked in about. Between 4th and 6th grade, John, because most kids were out fun playing and I was just studying. Was regional spelling bee champion. Mahadeen. M-A-H-I-D-I-E-N-N-E. Mahadeen.
0: It's <laughs> not even close, Robert. I'm sorry. It's okay. M-A-H-I-E-D-I-N-E. Mahadeen. So,
1: Benabod. You- B-E-N-A-B-B-A-D Benibod. That's
0: correct. Yeah, you got Benabod, but that, I'm sorry. I can't give you the point on that one. And McKeese was do you too guys, easy. Do you have nobody's no mother middle name? McKissi is M E K H I S S I. All right. So, nothing, nothing. We're going to February. Well, then, Jacob Capelimo and Beatrice Jabet won the World Cross Country Championships on February 18th. What city hosted the World Cross Country Championships?
2: Bathurst, Australia.
0: That's correct. It's pronounced Bathurst, but I, I will give you the point. So that's one nothing. Well then, well then, was that too easy? I was wondering if that question was too easy.
2: That was pretty easy, John, because we said we were going to go there. I said I was going to go to Australia. It was going to be my first trip, but with about under six hours sleep. I'm surprised I'm getting any questions right, I'm, but I'm in tune. It's a new year. Also, we want to hear what you guys want for the year. Give us a call. one let us run What should we adapt? We should commit. To? You got to commit to some new resolutions. We committed to the podcast one year. That was great. What else do you want to see? Maybe a monthly feature, a weekly feature. It could be you know written, whatever. You know, We should do more college interviews, more whatever it People may are- be
1: they are going to make me to commit to the beanie for the third year in a row. It has not been made. And my I'd love to see it. That should be the goal. More.
0: Robert, NCAA Cross in Madison this fall have the beanies on sale so everyone can wear them. And then we have a meetup or something or we can just see them on the course. That would be, that'd be a great sight if I could see Let's Run Beanies on the Thomas Zimmer championship course. All right. Question number three for March of 2023. Cam Levins set the Canadian record at the Tokyo Marathon on March fifth, what was his time? I don't need the full seconds. I just need two o blank. What was what was his time in that race?
2: Wait, this is to Robert, or I can jump in. This, this the is deal? to
0: Robert. This is Robert's question.
2: Very easy, John.
1: 2-0-4. Two... Oh,
2: that
0: is, that is incorrect. It is 2.05. Weldon's right. I'm, I'm not going to allow stealing on this question. But well, it's, I thought it was obviously
1: 2.05, but it's just embarrassing if, you're, if your national record is 2.05. It's like 2.05.10.
0: 2.05.36, which is faster than the that, American that? record. That's faster than the American record. It was two
1: hundred four fifty five.
0: No, it's 2.05.36. So It's currently Weldon 1, Robert nothing, and we're going to April. Weldon Mofar retired I, I'm this I'm embarrassing year.
1: myself. Can we get rid of these?
0: No, no, we're plowing on. That
1: was bad. I have faith in you, Robert.
0: I think you. I thought,
1: wow, two oh five. That's too easy. Two oh five is terrible.
0: Well, well, I'm sorry. I tried to give you an easy one after giving Weldon an easy one, and it it backfired apparently. So, all right, Weldon. April Mo Farah retired this year and ran his final London Marathon in April, finishing ninth in two ten twenty eight. From 2011 through 2017, he won ten straight global gold medals on the track. It would have been 12 straight, but he got silver in the 10,000 of 2011 worlds in Daegu, and silver in the 5,000 of the 2017 worlds in London. Name either of the men to beat him in those races.
1: I know both of his. This is so easy. Years again? This is
2: where the five-hour sleep is killing me, because I had
0: 2011, 10,000. 2017, 5,000.
2: I can't believe I can't think of this 10K guy. It's, uh... It's like a no name.
0: I'll also say we were at the 2017 race together. I watched that with you, and you don't seem to remember that either. But
1: do I get a point, John?
0: You know what? I'm I'm going to allow Robert to steal here because the last question. I want to keep it interesting. It's my rules, my quiz. And also, the last one was too easy. If it wasn't two hundred four, well, then it was going to be two hundred five, obviously. So i i think it's unfair to allow stealing. Well, then I will let you submit a guess here. Do you have a guess?
2: I can't believe I get, they're both from Ethiopia. Like, it, no names are popping. And Aragawi has not won a world championship, so he's never even won a medal. So it's 2017 World 5000 meter champion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe it's a maybe it's a Kenyan.
0: I'm, oh, I'm yeah. giving you 10 seconds. Well, Those 10, are the
2: crazy 10, years of like Chalimo and shit. 10, 9,
0: 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right, Robert, I will allow you to steal, but you, you claimed confidently you knew both answers. So to get the stolen point, you need uh, to provide both answers.
1: I didn't say I knew both. Moot yes, edris. you did.
0: Yes, you did.
2: It wasn't even, I only Oh
1: came my God, up with one how one did I forget
2: Edris?
0: All right, and then who's the other guy, Robert? Well, then just spoiled. Mukhtar Edris won 2017. You said you knew the answer. Come on, man.
1: I wasn't even trying, but I remember the race. Yeah. Hasn't Edris won two worlds? So wait, how he would did? She, Edris he...
0: won 2017 and 2019.
1: I don't remember the first one,
0: Robert. Wow, this is—you've lost your credibility. You claimed you knew both guys. I'm not even sure you knew Edris at this point. The answer to number one is Ibrahim Jalon, also of Ethiopia. Two great races. The 2017 was amazing. Which I just was doing the MOBOT after the race in London. I mean, how, how awesome was that? So, neither of you guys get the points. I mean, Robert, that's a missed opportunity for you right there. Okay. Now, I'll give you the chance to rebound. You've written about this person this season. So, I expect you to get this answer. In May. Oh, sorry. Start with the question is about the month of May. Stanford's Kai Robinson would go on to sweep the NCAA 5K and 10K titles in June, but he didn't win any events at the Pac-12 conference meet in May. Which University of Washington runner beat him in the 5,000 meters? This Irish runner did not score at NCAAs, but went on to run 13:01 over the
1: summer. Yeah, I love to troll him. I trolled, I tro- I trolled Andy Powell on the homepage last week. And then our end-of-the-year article, I put that in there. Like
0: I know. You wrote about this man extensively.
1: Can you remember his name? one guy doesn't score NCA's because John says everyone's a genius. How can you have someone in 13-01 shape and not have them scored NCA's? I'm not a name person. His name's irrelevant to me. He didn't score NCA's, and I've forgotten his name. I know what he looks like.
0: Can't give John, you the you point up, good,
2: John, to call him out on that. Put him some pictures on the screen and see if he identifies the correct person. I don't think I'm
0: able to. I, I don't. I don't know how to do that
2: with your phone. You just. I was the, the one phone? that came up with this
1: stat.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll try. To, let me. Let me see if I can find I've, a picture of him. I don't think that's going to help though, because I do believe that Robert recognizes him, and I'm not sure that's going to help him get his name right.
1: I literally looked up the name last week because I had to put it on the damn homepage. And it actually, it made me realize, like, I don't pay attention to names. This person's irrelevant to me. If you haven't broken 13 minutes. All right, Robert, can
0: you you see this is the guy?
1: Yeah. Of course, Andy Powell didn't coach him to that 1301. He went back to his high school coach.
0: He went to Phelan Kelly. Great Irish coach, friend of Let's Run.
1: It's a weird name. Cianardo Leonard.
0: No, it's not a weird name. It's Brian Fay.
2: It's a very American first name, in my opinion. If I'm got the. Vote. Well, it's a
1: first weird name. name for an Irish dude, Brian. Dude, can we figure out where he was born? Wait, it's so he enough. just cheated and looked it up? Like, how do you? No, get no, the I name?
0: told him. I just, I just said the answer. It's Brian Faye. Brian
1: Faye, right?
0: No, Brian Faye.
2: F a h e e y or something like that.
0: No, F a y. It's it's not a weird name. Okay. All right, Robert has as many points as by, I do.
1: By the way, oh. I would like to apologize to all my Irish listeners. According to Wikipedia, Brian is a quite popular name in Ireland on account of Brian Boru, a 10th century high king of England of Ireland. Excuse, oh, Ireland, excuse me.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm kind of confused. I mean, this isn't a quiz on Irish nomenclature, but it's just remembering a guy's name he wrote a few times. Okay, well then, to push your lead to 2 nothing. I mean, one at this point might be enough. I'm not sure. I thought I had confidence in Robert. It's dwindling at the moment. For June, three world records were broken at the Paris Diamond League on June 9th. Name all three record breakers and the events they set their records in.
2: Faith Kipiega, and women's woman's 1500. Jakob Ingebrigtsen, men's two mile. Lameka Gurma, men's steeplechase.
0: Lamecha Gurma is correct. Men's steeplechase is correct. Bricks in the two mile is correct. Faith Kip Yegon oh, okay. is correct. Okay. But no, Five no, K. you said okay. 1500 and the answer yeah, is 5K. I'm sorry, Walden. I can't give you that point. I'm a stickler here. No, I. this is funny. I was writing this question and I did the same thing you did. I put Faith Kip Yegon, 1500, and then I was like, Oh, wait a minute! No, she broke the fifteen hundred in Florence a week earlier. This was the five thousand. It was her first five k in eight years. She broke the world record just ahead of Latissa Day. But I'm sorry, I can't give you the point, Weldon.
1: Were we just going nuts watching that race, that meet?
0: Yes, it was insane. I mean, I was in Austin. I don't know if we, I don't think we watched it together. I think you were your parents. I was in my hotel room because it was the day of. It was NCAA's was like that evening, but. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because we we thought some of these world records could go, but no, it's, it was amazing. Meet Paris Diamond League, June 9th, one of the race, one of the meets of the year. Okay, Robert, July. This is your opportunity to get on the board. I have I have confidence you can get this question correct. It's quite a simple one. Name the twenty twenty three United States champion in the men's hundred meters.
1: Cravon Charleston.
0: Charleston. Ding ding ding! There we go. Robert has evened it up. Um, Ron Charleston, 995. Christian Coleman, 996. Noah Lyles, who was the eventual world champion, third place, 10 flat. Bonus point. If either of you guys can name the fourth placer in this race, I will give you a bonus point.
1: The fourth
2: placer you said?
0: Fourth placer.
1: I think it's some college guy we've never heard of. Like he didn't do on NCAs, if I remember correctly. I give up.
0: Brandon Kahn's is the answer. I don't think either of you guys are getting that.
2: So it looks like Craven Charleston still unsponsored.
0: I haven't heard a deal announced. I mean, that's kind of wild to me. I feel like it hurt him that he didn't do well at Worlds, but he wasn't healthy. He got he was injured for that meet, from what I understand. So yeah, I would think going into an el- I mean, this guy. There's a non zero chance he wins the Olympics in the 100 meters. He's the US champion the year before the Olympics. You know, I, I would pick this guy up if I'm a shoe company. All right. Going into August, the scores are level. Well, the Noah Lyles won the 100 and the 200 at the World Championships, a feat that Usain Bolt pulled off six times at Worlds or the Olympics, who is the last American before Lyles to win the men's 100 and 200 at the same Worlds or Olympics? Tyson Gay. Tyson Gay is correct. He did it in the 2007 Worlds in Osaka. So Weldon has pulled ahead of Robert.
2: It Maurice Green did it, to it too, one. right? Which is crazy. I don't think him as a
1: 200 meter runner.
0: Did Maurice Green win the 200? I know Gatlin did it in 2005.
2: Oh, maybe Gatlin.
0: I thought but isn't
1: Weldon way ahead? I thought it was three to one.
0: No, no, it's, it's only two to one. Weldon was close, but he didn't get that Paris world record meet. Maurice Green did it in 1999 at Seville. He won the 100 and the 200. Okay, we are moving on to September. This question is for Robert. American runners swept the titles at the 2023 UTMB Ultra Race. Name both champions.
1: Oh. According to Walter, and then the guy we wanted to win didn't win, right?
0: According
2: to Walter, is correct.
1: Shoebrand's not going to be happy right now if Robert doesn't get this one. Oh, he did win. He did win. The famous guy, my favorite guy.
0: This guy has been a guest on this podcast.
1: I know he's my favorite guy. But I thought, and I, I, I was obsessed with him winning this race. Jim Walmsley. S-
0: can you say that one more time?
1: Is just like John, you I don't correctly, I believe he, it, like?
0: he just mumbled the word, the name Jim. Jim I think he knows, Yeah, Jim Walmsley is correct. I mean, it sounded like Jim Walmsley. I like got to enunciate here. All right, Robert. Yes, you get the point. It's tied two two.
2: I was we thinking have, about him last night for some reason, John. Like because do you guys know what is one month from tomorrow? Say that again. Do you guys know what is one month from tomorrow?
0: Yeah, the Olympic trials.
2: I mean, it's crazy. They're here. But remember the last Olympic trials? People were so into Jim Walmsley. And I was like, why doesn't he give it another go, man? I still think he would run a sub-210 marathon. But then it got me thinking. I'm like, wait, he won UTMB. We're all into that. We just don't really cover ultras. Like I feel like he barely got any mention. I wonder what time of year this was. When was it?
0: It's like Labor Day weekend, I think, around then.
1: No, you're making a good point because I was obsessed with him doing this. He'd never won this type of race, never been close. He moves there. It's a cool story. But what... He's the first American winner too, right? But what...
0: American male winner.
1: What lessened it to me was the second place guy was an American too. So I was just like, well, was this just an off year? Like, so if Jim hadn't won, somebody else would have won. But I never even heard of the other guy.
0: I mean, how many Ultra Runners have you heard of though?
1: We need to have Jim on the podcast. Anyway, that's cool. another point for me.
0: So yeah, Robert gets the point. There's three questions left. Weldon has two of these questions. So Weldon's still in pretty good spot. Okay. But the the next few questions are pretty hard. I'm going to say that. November is pretty hard. December is not easy. This next one, I think, is gettable, but we'll see how close you are paying attention to the World Road Running Championships. Well, then. American Hobbs Kessler won the inaugural Road Mile World Title in Riga, Latvia by running a world record, quote-unquote, of 35613 But he wasn't the only American man to medal in that race. Who joined him on the podium? Sam Prekel. That's correct. Sam Prekel is correct. Weldon pulls ahead 3 2. Now, a bonus point available to either of you guys. If either of you guys can name the silver medalist in this race, I will give you a bonus point.
2: It was the British dude. He's got like the cool story, like never done anything. It was a really cool story. Your rags become real your dreams become reality type That's
0: guy. right. I can't give you the point for that, but that general description of this person is correct.
2: I mean, John, it's okay if I don't know his name because you you must admit, even you being a half-Brit, had never heard of him until that race.
0: I, I hadn't, I, and yeah, but I don't know if you guys did this. When I went to school in tests, you couldn't just sort of if it was asking for someone's name, you can't just offer up a description of him and get John, credit. You you need to pu- say the person's name to get credit. My wife
1: this. and I were talking about this. I was very good at school because I could just force rote memorization. Like, I loved high school because like, a third of your grade was just homework and yeah, busy that's, stuff. That's
0: why There's, I was good at high school as well.
1: College is not like that. They don't give a shit. But in this day and age of chat GPT and computers, all the cha- I by the way, I want that guy who's in charge of chat GPT. I want him in jail. I don't trust that guy.
0: Robert coming out, firing dude. in 2024.
1: But, um, you know, in this day and age, like, do you really need... Like, Weldon knew the story. His name's irrelevant.
0: No, the, the answer is Callum Elson. I wouldn't say his name's totally irrelevant. Uh, but yes, Callum Elson, the bronze medalist. Sorry, silver medalist. He beat Sam Prickle in that race. All right. One question left for each of you. Weldon leads three to two. Robert. I, now th- this question is kind of tough, but you know it's, there were some easy ones that you could have gotten and you didn't. So
1: it's fine. I, if I, you know, it's just happenstance, like well you right. got to go like, and got all the easy questions, just like he happened to be born first. And his parent, my parents, told me over the weekend that he will be getting all the inheritance and I'll be getting nothing. That didn't just happen.
0: Come on. All right. On November 18th, Graham Blanks became the first Ivy League man to win the NCAA individual cross country title. He was just the fifth Ivy League man in the last 50 years finish in the top five. Name any one of the four others. I will give you the years. It was 1964, 1986, 1986, and 2013. Two guys from the Ivy League did it in 1986. I'll also tell you, it's not Frank Shorter. His best finish was only 19th.
2: 2013?
1: Yeah, that's the... 2013 was a year after I stopped coaching. Oh, James Sapienza.
0: No, Jim Sapienza was in the top 10, but he was not in the top five, and it was 1984, I believe. Uh, the answers were, now, neither of you guys would have known this one, Walter Hewlett, Harvard, 1964. The other ones I feel like were gettable. Bob in 1986 for Dartmouth, two-time Olympic marathoner. Paul Gompers, Harvard, 1986. And 2013, Weldon, any idea on that one?
2: Wait, Kempenet and Gompers are the same year? Yeah. It's weird. I, I know Gompers is being this like junior marathon star. I didn't really see him as that good of a runner overall. Because I think at Kempenet, it's amazing. I mean, I saw him nearly win the New York City or Boston Marathons, you know? Yeah. Now, the 2013 one, when I hear the name, I'm going like, to punch myself in the face. I'm sort of shocked.
0: Robert, have you remembered it?
2: Yeah, It's that obscure
1: pen kid.
0: No, it's, it wasn't Thomas A. Watt. It was Maxime Karolev was third in 2013. Okay, so Weldon, Weldon leads three to two. But you know what? To make this interesting, if Weldon doesn't get this, I will allow Robert an opportunity to steal and to try to tie up the score. Final round, December 2023. The winner of the boys' footlock across country championships was Drew Griffith, who was the first runner from his state to win the title in the 44 year history of the meet. First boy from that state. He finished just ahead of runner up Ryan Pajak, who was from the same state. What state?
2: God, I got easy questions. Come on, John. Utah. What?
0: No, Utah is incorrect. Robert, you have a chance oh, to steal wait, and I'm tie up. No, 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 Locker, I don't want I'm you saying anything. Yet, you word, got the question. You, wait. You did not listen what? to the question. Well, then, that was wrong. And also, in am yeah, the question, you were wrong. Robert, you have a chance to steal and tie up the game. Wait.
1: Repeat the question, okay. please, because I wasn't listening. Yeah,
0: the question is, the winner of the Boys footlock across Country Championships was, was Drew Griffith, who was the first runner from his state to win the title, in the 44-year history of the meet, first boy from that state. He finished just ahead of runner-up Ryan Pajak, who hailed from the same state. Which state?
2: 1 in 49
0: chance here, Robert.
1: Montana.
2: I thought it was some obscure state like South Dakota, something like that as well.
1: I go South Dakota.
0: No, it's Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I put that up on the homepage, too. They're both from 40 miles from Pittsburgh. That's right. Supporters I trust, Roman, I McGowan, Don't say I didn't try
0: to give you a chance
1: here. Weldon started this damn Utah thing, because the guy that was supposed to win was from Utah, and then I haven't messed up my mind. I literally put that up on the homepage, and I, in the headline, the article was nothing about that. And I put, great day for Pennsylvania, because supporters member Ross McGowan, who's from Pittsburgh, said, man, Pittsburgh rocks the Foot Locker. This is like a conversation I had like less than a month ago. It's over. I think think Alzheimer's. Hopefully, I'm
2: still here in a year. I think early running must make a difference, John, because the little sleep we got, I would usually have been like a zero in this, and I only managed to survive because I got easy questions, and I think this run this morning helped
1: me. I think we need to delete this whole thing. We've finally lost credibility. Normally, in most years, we do okay,
0: I don't think people who listen to this show will be all that surprised by how this played out, to be honest. People,
1: people, it's an act. It's all an act just for entertainment. It's kind of like ESPN or Anthony Fauci at a press conference. Okay, hey, hey, hey. Okay, okay.
0: Look, 3-2, I think that's interesting because last year the scores were 6-5. I feel like you guys got almost everything. The questions were too easy. I had to ratchet up the difficulty a little bit. Weldon successfully defends his title, is the better Johnson for another year, three to two Robert better luck in 2025.
1: But I think it does reveal I'm, I'm all in on the sprints now, right? One question I got right was about sprints because my credibility is on the line. Well, you guys know stuff
0: about running, but the, I think this just reveals my importance to the podcast. You always say you need to do the podcast solo. We're not that interesting. You could do it without us. No, you need to come out here. And so you need me as stat boy, essentially, to say, hey, wait, John, what was that guy that we met or that person we talked to or the guy who set the record? And then I can remember the name off the top of my head. And that's why we work well together.
1: Yes. But if I'm not recording live, I can just pause, look it up until a stop show or Wikipedia. And then people think I'm a genius because I've edited out of the silence. Can we get to actual
2: running news? I, 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 we got to make our 2024 predictions, but there is one piece of running news. For those of you guys who aren't Supporters Club members, you need to start the year right, right? Say, I want to know more about running. I want to join the Let's Run.com Supporters Club. You get a bonus podcast every week, a second podcast. You join for a year, you get a free super soft t-shirt. I and mean, these are amazing t-shirts. And you can save 20% on... Full price running shoes. It's a great deal. Page for itself. Go to let'srun.com slash subscribe. But on our end of the year podcast on Friday, we look back at 2023. John, we did like the crazy stuff of 2023. And one of our big talking points was the mass defections from the Bowerman Track Club. Actually, let me play a clip from John.
0: Another thing that would be wild I think if I had said this on january first, twenty twenty three, the following people will not be members of the Bowman Track Club anymore. Mark Scott, Woody Kincaid, Cooper Tier, Grant Fisher, and Elise Cranny. Actually, let me rephrase this. Woody Kincaid will set an American record indoors. Grant Fisher will set an American record run seven twenty-five outdoors. Elise Cranny will win the US 5K and 10K national titles. Yet all of them will decide to leave the group. None of them will be members of the group by the end of 2023. That's kind of wild to me.
2: The holiday week between Christmas and New year's, it's the one week you don't know what day it is. You're barely working. I was going to put out some social media clips on this. I haven't even had time. And i what did I get last night? Text from one of you guys or employee 1.1, Steve. Courtney Frerichs has now left the Bowerman Track Club. The defections continue.
0: It's wild, Weldon, and at the same time, the more this goes on, I'm like, well, they're running out of training partners. Like, I, I want to hear some of these athletes sort of explain their rationale because we haven't really heard publicly from Grant Fisher or Elise Cranny about their specific reasons. They just kind of made these Instagram posts. But Courtney Frerichs, I do wonder how much of it is her husband taking a job with Alistair and Amy Craggs group in North Carolina, how much is it she's basically out of training partners, like the only two women left on the team at this point are Carissa Schweizer and Christina Aragon. How much of it is the move to Eugene? She also said going to North Carolina, she gets to reunite with Pascal Dobert, who's the longtime Bowman Track Club strength coach and you know helps out with the Steeplers, helped out a lot with Jager and wait 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 ex- wait, wait!
1: What? Pas- this is what Pascal she told me he- Pascal told me that he didn't take the job with about with with Amy.
0: I don't think that necessarily means. I don't know what Pascal's status is. Maybe we should reach out to him. But Courtney did specifically say in her post. I'll just read the quote for you. Griffin Humphreys, who is her husband, has begun assisting Amy and Alistair Craig and their team. They have offered their guidance in my training, and their athletes have welcomed me with open arms. I'm also so happy to be reconnecting with Pascal in the pursuit of becoming the best steeplechaser I can be. Now, she's still with Nike. Important to note here, she's said she's still with Nike as a sponsor, but this is a Puma group, and I don't know how much she'll be training with the athletes in the group or how that's going to work without some workaround or something. But yes, Courtney Farricks has left Bowman track club.
1: Okay. A few things here. One, her husband takes the job. It's a no brainer. It's good for him. She gets out of Eugene. She gets to join her husband Two, Pascal Dobert, the former great Olympic steeple chaser, who was the assistant coach for Bowerman. At one point, the steeple guru did not make the move to Eugene is no longer. He th- thought about taking a job with Puma at one point. He did not. But, he still consults people in the steeple. She can now, I don't know why she couldn't consult with him before, but now it sounds like she can again. So that makes sense. And then the one thing I did hear now, I haven't confirmed this is I I heard that Shalane Flanagan did tell people like, I'm not going to do both. I, I can't coach the pros and the college kids and have, you know, a young child. And my focus is on the University of Oregon. So that could maybe impact a woman more than the men. So Shailene was probably really hands-on with the women pros. And I've heard that she said, I, I can't, that's too much for me. So I I'd heard that Shailene sort of was focused on the University of Oregon. And that could explain why we've seen more women lead. Plus, yeah, once a certain number of women leave, there's no women left, training partners. So why not just, just, I mean, is there any women left? Like, what do we have?
0: Carissa Schweizer is who's coming off a second Achilles surgery and Christina Aragon are the only two women left on the team at this point. I'm actually interested to know what Schweizer does. Does she just stick it out or does she try to find a new situation as well, given that basically everyone else on the women's side has left? The other thing worth noting here, Grant Fisher set an American record in his last race for Ballon. 7.25 in the 3K. Elise Cranny was double US champion, 5K, 10K. Courtney Ferris had not had the same degree of success the last couple of years. Obviously, her career as a whole, tremendous success with Bowman. American record, 857, World Championship silver in 2017, Olympic silver in 2021. If you had told me when she signed with the group, that's what she was going to do, I would be like, that's like best case scenario. So she had a great career with Bowman, but the last couple of years, only... Third at USA's in 2022. Now she did end up getting sixth at Worlds, but 2023 she was hurt for a bit of it and hurt herself in the steeple prelim. She fell, did not run the final at USA, so she's not coming off her best season, and that maybe could have been another thing. Hey, I need to need to change things up a little bit uh, as I go for the Olympics. She's also a little older than cranny and Fisher.
2: Yeah. This one seems like a no brainer. Her husband takes a job with the group. The group has good women to train with. Fiona, Fiona O'Keefe, Natasha Rogers are both in this group. So she may actually have more training partners now. And then I, I mean, you also got a, her contract probably is up after this year, right, John? I mean, Maybe there's a future for her at Puma. Like, see how things go there. Like, it's nice to be courted to have other options. So, I, you know, we assume everyone's loyal to one company or whatever, but this is a business at the end of the day. So, if Nike's letting her go train with the Puma group, it might help her. She needs to perform. The more you perform, the more options you have. But then the Puma group could be a landing group for her afterwards. So, I guess there's a few, there's what, three... People still there, Jager originals, sort of original of the old school group. Jager, Ahmed, and um, Swizer.
0: Well, I mean, Sean McGordy and Josh Thompson. Do you not consider I'd say they're sort of in that group as well?
1: And then a big newcomer, Justin Knight. The, the men's group is fine, they, they've still got plenty of big names there,
0: and so they have Charles this Hicks
1: more said, also. Shalane's gone. Jerry can't coach two college teams and two pro teams that large. So, anyways. I mean, I jumping ahead to our
0: bold predictions, I was like, is it too bold for me to say, like, the Bowman Track Club as we know it won't exist on January 1st, 2025? I I almost considered making that a bold prediction, but I do think it'll probably still be here next year. But it's... has changed massively. It's just not the same team as it was this time of year. All right. The other thing I wanted to mention before we get to our bold predictions was this Nick Willis sub four. For you guys, if you haven't followed the whole, I don't know if I'd call it a saga at this point, but there was a message board thread a few weeks ago saying Nick Willis is going to be attempting a sub four mile on Christmas day. Now, famously, Nick ran a sub-four mile every year for 20 straight years, 2003 through 2022. Looked like his streak was going to end in 2023. And then we get this thread, and I reach out to Nick. I'm like, could this be true? This would be awesome. I'd love to see it. And I said, is this actually happening, this sub-four attempt on Christmas Day? And he responded, only if they allow 70-millimeter stack super spikes you know kind of joking then he said i'm getting back into some okay running fitness 13 miles at six minute pace at cim but not any sort of racing shape just running three days a week these days and then on new year's eve on nick willis's Strava account there's this 359 mile that pops up and this isn't an account Nick uses very often. The the last activity before this was on April 17th, 2022, from what I could tell. Now people on the message boards want to know about it. I reached out to Nick. He hasn't responded, so we don't know if it actually happened or not. My, my read on this situation is, is just kind of that trolling. Like, if you look at the Very Nice Track Club, they had this Instagram post, which I, I got a kick out of this one, actually. It said... Twenty-one consecutive years in big bold letters, and then right below it, Nick Willis has been a Detroit Pistons fan. Bless his soul. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You, you got us. But then I'm seeing this Strava post. I'm like, to me, if that's a troll attempt, I feel like that crosses the line from trolling to just like outright kind of lying. So I, I want to know that. I want to know the the truth of the matter. I think it's kind of the Instagram post was amusing, but. I have, want this to be true, but I just don't know and haven't heard back from Nick yet.
2: Well, John just called Nick Willis a liar. I don't Strong know.
0: If 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 it's if he didn't do it, it is a lie. But he I don't know. Do I can't say it so,
1: Well, John, John's reaction this is just so embarrassing. They put it on Twitter. that It was a clearly troll thing, or Instagram. Nick's a Detroit Pistons fan for 21 years. It was obviously a joke, and then some stalker crazy dude go hacks into someone's private Strava account and then thinks it's real because... Like, just stop looking at people's Stravas.
2: I mean, you can just put in a run in Strava, John. There's no proof. There's no GPS proof. He didn't have to go 359 over a mile, did he? To have it show up, right? You can just put in a run? I think
0: you can just input it. I'm not that familiar with Strava. I don't use it that often. But I don't know. To me, I just like... The Instagram post, funny. Just inputting a time you didn't run? Not funny. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe that's just me. Maybe he did run it and it's, you know, he's going to come out and they've got some whole documentary about it. That would be amazing. But no. I, I just like to know.
2: John, it's too elaborate for him to send you the email back. Oh, I'm to troll. John, lie about my training to John and then actually do it and not publicize it with the little amount of training he was doing. I was hoping somehow he just ran off like a mountain and did it. But with the little amount of training he did, I'm, I, I'm not sure how far downhill it would have to be. Maybe he could run like a 420 and it, it's just straight downhill. Oh, if somehow- he found
0: a way downhill mile, I, I if he, you can find something that's like 15 seconds worth of, deceler- of uh, downhill, and I have no doubt he could do that. And if, that, if that's fine, that's actually a great troll. If he found a massively downhill thing and ran it, then cou- touche, because you actually did cover a mile in less than four minutes, but... I just, well, you know, as a journalist, Robert Weldon, I'm concerned with the truth. I just want to get to the bottom of these things.
2: Well, that's my hope. I hope it did a down mile, downhill one, but I'm just assuming it, they didn't do it. Not the best troll attempt, but we're talking about it. All right. Full prediction
0: time. Before we make our predictions for 2023, because I know you guys might... Still be working on those. I'm going to give you guys a little time to come up with one if you want. I just want to look back at the ones we made. Sorry, bold predictions for 2024. I want to talk about the ones we made last year. Because each of us made three bold predictions for 2023. Actually, Robert made four. Weldon and I made three each. And going to hand out grades. So... My first prediction, Jakob Rickson breaks the 1500 or mile world record. I was pretty close. He ran 327.14 in Salacia, number four all time. He ran 343 at the pre-classic, number three all time. But he did not break either record, so that's a fail. My second one, Connor Mance breaks the half marathon American record in Houston. I'm kind of shocked he wasn't close on this one. He only ran 61.12 in that race. He did run a 207 marathon in the fall, but that was wrong. And then my third prediction, Cole Hawker medals in the 1500 at Worlds. Uh, considering he was coming off injury, he didn't even make the US final in 2022. I think it was pretty good that I... He, made, he got seventh place at the World Championships, but he did not medal. So I was 0 for 3. In 2023. Weldon's predictions. Number one, Sha'Carri Richardson wins the 100-meter world title. This is one he'll be dining out on for years. This was correct. She did win it. Set a championship record, 10.65. And she didn't even make the U.S. team the year before. She didn't even make the final at USA's. She didn't even make the semifinals at USA's the year before. So Weldon is correct on that one. All right, this second one. How is this even a bold prediction? I'm sorry. I'm only giving you partial credit. Max Siegel will be employed by USATF at the end of the year. I mean, yeah, it's true, but and I, I guess I will give you a little credit. He got a five-year contract extension in 2023, but come on. You didn't really think he was just going to be done, right?
2: Well, John, I'm reading here. like One of Nostradamus' predictions for 2024 has already come true and people sort of read into something and go more with it. Clearly I was predicting the contract extension. I mean, I was sort of hinting, you know, something big was going to happen for Max Siegel and he would not be relieved of his duties. He definitely wasn't. Although it's becoming more and more apparent that Nike contract. I think it's becoming more apparent is not indexed for inflation. Like this genius thing that he signed may have a huge clearing Whole, especially with inflation, what it is now. But well, you were
0: correct on that prediction, which wasn't particularly bold. Uh, and then your third one Hobbs Kessler makes the US Worlds team in the 1500. Again, I don't view this as massively bold, but he also hadn't run 332 at this point. Anyway, it didn't come true. He was only sixth at USA. So Weldon goes two for three, but I'm putting an asterisk on the second one. All right, Robert made four predictions. Number one, Elliot Kipchoge will not win the Boston Marathon. That was correct. He got sixth place. He actually made some... And Robert put his money where his mouth was. You know, he put a bet on Evans Chabet to win the race. That was correct. Evans Chabet won the Boston Marathon. Kipchoge was sixth. So Robert goes one for one. Prediction number two, Arian Knighton breaks the 200-meter world record. Nope. Didn't even run a personal best. 19.72 season's best. So that was wrong. Prediction number three. I can't believe Robert. I was like, wait, is this real? He actually made this prediction. Cooper medals in the 5,000 meters at the world championships. So no, not only did he not medal, he didn't even make the team and it wasn't even his main event. He was fifth in the U S championships in the 5k. Tried to make the team in the 1500. Didn't make the final there. So Robert, did you really pick that Cooper would medal at the 5k?
1: I must have the tape. Doesn't lie. All the, Cooper, all the people who think I hate Cooper Trier, I'm sure Cooper Trier listened to the podcast. or Was it Supporters Club podcast? I said he was one of my... Yeah, it was last Friday's show. When I did solo. I don't know, last Tuesday's show. Regular podcast. I said he was one of my biggest disappointments because I thought if anyone was going to make a breakthrough, it would be him. Obviously, that did not happen.
0: And prediction number four, I don't know why you got four and we only got three. I think Mo will set the world record in the 800 meters. Uh, didn't happen. She barely I raced can't, the I I would trips. make
1: that. I thought the move to Bobby Cursey didn't make any sense. But she,
0: she did run a personal best of 154.97 at the pre-classic in her last race. So she ran a PB, still fair ways away off the world record. So the final scores, John 0 for 3, Weldon 2 for 3, Robert 1 for 4. Weldon wins again.
2: John, I nailed it with my predictions. Mine were pre- amazing. I also predicted Yara goose's breakout year. What do you mean? I want you to listen to this clip. I didn't expect Josh Kerr and Ollie Hoare to start becoming world contenders so quickly. Yara goose beat them all at the Sound Running Cross event. So who knows?
0: That's a pretty vague prediction. I mean, well, I'm going to, for 2024, I think we need to employ some standards. You need to be a bit more specific. You can't pick things that aren't bold, you know. So I'm not giving you credit for that one. You already won this prediction contest anyway. I'm giving you, you get serious credit for the Shikari pick. Everything else, uh, I'm a little hesitant on.
2: I mean, the Shikari one, I don't have one that good this year. Like it was at the time. Like crazy thinking, but also it was like, just, I'm like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. It's really, she's so talented. It's totally possible. Everyone was so down on her. Like I I wish I could have bet on her. And also we need to get betting odds in the Olympics. I'm going to tweet out at a bovada or something. I want betting odds for the Olympics right now. Some sports book needs to do that. So maybe it will be some offshore one, but. Okay.
0: Well, are you guys ready to make 2024 bold predictions? Yes. Okay, I'm going to start.
1: Oh, should I just get mine out there? Because I need to leave.
0: Oh, all right. Robert's on a time crunch. So, Robert, I'll let you lead the way. What are your bold predictions?
1: As a resident sprint expert, I've got to stick to my guns. I made this prediction years ago. No, Lyle's will not win Olympic gold. That's number one. Number two. Your Olympic one hundred meter men's champion will be Marcel Jacobs. He's moved to the U.S. He's changed it up. He wins the one. Aaron Knight wins the two. It's number two. Wait, wait,
0: this this is incredible because Robert, when Knight, when uh, Marcel Jacobs won the Olympics in twenty twenty one, he was like, "This is a fluke. He'll never break ten seconds again. This guy's done." Like, you
1: thought I he thought was, like, it was the biggest post, fraud, like,
0: drugs or something, and now. Three years later, you've totally reversed course and you think he's going to repeat as the Olympic 100 meter champion. Wow.
1: I hated everything about him. I thought he was the biggest fraud in running, the most obvious doper ever. And now I love him. And it, it just shows my whole life. Like I've now, when I grew up in Texas, Dallas, I was a huge Cowboys fan, a huge Longhorns fan. And now I despise those teams. I root against them. I was rooting against Texas. My, my My college team roommate sent me some Texas gear. I said, why? I don't root for Texas now. I root for the underdog it proves to me that everyone wants to be the underdog what i say it, everyone wants to be for the underdog it's like i heard a podcast the other day no i was like it's so tough being a black man in america i'm like dude it's not really that tough for you you're like a multi-millionaire like i'm sure it's harder than being a white millionaire in america but dude your life is not that tough but everybody wants to be the underdog and kind of root for that so i'm just changing it all up
0: well i thought the, the underdog thing is crazy like I saw Michigan football players saying, No one believed in us. I'm like, You were the number one ranked team. Alabama was ranked number four, and you were favored. You were the betting favorite. Yeah, yeah, but no one believed you guys could win. Sure. I can't believe you're also, you actively, you root against the Cowboys. I mean, you, this is your twin brother's favorite team. Now you want them to fail. The Cowboys are the underdog. They have no success in the last 25 years.
2: John, the curse of Jimmy Johnson has been lifted. Jimmy Johnson gets honored at halftime. The officials rigged the game for the Cowboys. Essentially, an act of God rigs the game for the Cowboys. The Eagles lose the, the next day. Essentially, give the Cowboys the number two seed, which means we're going to have no home playoff games. And now we'll have two home playoff games. Well, you got to win the I'll first one. I'll see you in Las Vegas, John.
1: And My third big bowl prediction. At the end of 2024, the OAC will still have zero medals to its name. I'm the track, okay, do I need to go further and say your goes won't make the team? And that would be the ultimate because I my big famous what? prediction was that he would make the team at the last Olympics, but I'm just not feeling it 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 goes one of two ways I think with him. this dude is either unbeatable the world record holder he owns this event, and I guess Niels laurels could own this event too, or he gets injured like he always gets injured in, in his. You know, maybe he makes a team, but doesn't run like he did in 2021. So wait, are you just predicting like that, a
0: Naguse injury? Like, Robert, are you saying a healthy Yara Naguse will not make the Olympic team? Or are you are just saying that you think he's going to get hurt?
1: I, I can't imagine him not making it. But when I was trying to think of predictions yesterday, like, a hel- how could a healthy guy not make it? But, I mean, who would have thought that Tier wouldn't have made it this year? Well, I guess that's not that crazy. But I was just, like, looking at the, like, What's at stake and what makes 2024 so great? You know, like, it, it, I mean, if you win an Olympics, you're not necessarily like an all-time legend, but it's a pretty big damn deal. And, you know, no Lyles, this is everything for him. I got a little bit nervous about about Aaron Knight because there was an article last week where he says he's only going to be 24 when the 2028 Olympics come around. He's so young. And they're only training him a little bit. He's not doing all the training. He's got a long-term plan with Mike Holloway. And he's just like, I just want a medal this year. So I'm like, I wish he would say I want the gold. But just, I was looking at the list. Like, Marcel Jacobs became an instant legend in 2021. Some of these other guys, eh, under the grass, Stephen Gardner. Are, are we mesmerized worldwide about them? No, but Jakob, chapter guy. Big for Grant Hallway, Hansley Parchment. A lot at stake. A lot at stake. It's going to be a fun year. So I, how would he not make the Olympics? I think no. I think the only way he would not make it right would be – I mean, it would take a Steve Holman-type choke job times three for him not to make it as a 343-miler with good speed, pretty good speed. So I think he'd have to get injured. But I am worried about the injury bug. Now, it seems to me that the OAC takes a good, good care of him on that – but I don't know. I really want Jakob or the, the the child of the podcast, Niels Oros, to win that gold medal this year.
2: I mean, that would be a bold prediction. I was just looking something up. Do you guys realize Arian Knighton's four months older than Niels Oros?
0: Oh, it makes sense they're around the same age. I kind of think of them similar ages in my mind.
2: I mean, like, what? So Knighton got fourth at the Olympics at the age of...
0: 17, guess, yeah. He's uh, ridiculous. This is why we freak out about Arian Knighton, because he's a bolt-level talent.
2: I guess he'll be 20, so that's three years this year, but yeah.
0: Okay. So those are Robert's predictions. Uh, those, those are pretty interesting. Okay. Well, and I think we should we should alternate predictions here.
2: I mean, do we go bold or like super bold, crazy predictions? That's the tough with these things, you know? I mean,
0: I think it's nice to have a little degree. Mine are all... I have some that are somewhat bold, and then I have two that I think... No, actually, I think they're all... Fa- the first ones, they're all free bold. All right, here's my prediction number one. Neither Elliot Kipchoge nor Calvin Kipton wins the Olympic marathon. I put this question out on Twitter last week. I said would you take those two or the field to win the Olympic marathon in paris 80% of followers picked those two and i just think we got we got to bring back the olympic marathon before kipchoge won i guess before wanjiru but like the olympic marathon you get random ass guys wins this win this race all right it's hilly this year it's hot we need to go back to like Stefano Baldini or Josiah Thugwane, these guys that want want going out and running world records or stuff, just they survived the elements or they they made it through. So I think it's going to be hilly and hot. It's going to throw people off. We're going to get an old-fashioned Olympic marathon. Someone outside of the big two wins it. So that's bull prediction number one.
2: John, I like your logic. For me, with that, I don't even need to take Kipchoge. I don't see Kipchoge winning the Olympics somehow. He did so poorly in Boston. Uh, I want, uh, if it's like me, it's Kiptum versus the field, and I don't know how he's going to do. So it's, I could easily see somebody else winning. I mean, it's, this Olympic marathon's great. I'm so glad for this course. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: That's an insult. The guy who won the last two Olympic marathons by a lot. He's the greatest man- marathoner of all time. He just won Berlin in 202. It's not like he's totally washed. I think you saying, oh, I can't see him winning. that I can see him winning. I think his chances are lower than it were, they were in 2016 and 2021. But I just remember in Tokyo in the mix zone, it was the day before the Olympic marathon, and Robert and I were talking to some of the Kenyan journalists, and there was a little murmur like, oh, Something might be up with Kipchoge. Like, he might, we don't know if he's going to win. Like, we haven't heard good things. Then he comes out. Not only does he win, he stomps the whole field, and he just continues running amazing for the next three years. He set another world record the next year. So, I'm not writing off the, the GOAT, even though I'm predicting he won't win. All right, well then what's your first bold prediction?
2: Bold predict- prediction number one. Shakeri Richardson will win the Olympic 100 meters. Oh, wait, that's not even that bold anymore. But I'm just getting that out there for the record. Bold prediction number one Let's Seal Tobogo will win the Olympic 100 meters. Super Bowl prediction Let's Seal Tobogo will pull off the Olympic 100 200 double.
0: Okay, the second one's a bold prediction because the first one, the guy was a silver medalist last year. Like, I was, I think. I would probably pick him right now. If I had to pick. put my money on one guy, I just think he has a higher ceiling than Lyles. I think Lyles is my, the heavy favorite in the 200. But in the 100, yeah, I, I like that thinking. I was going to say Tobogo wins the 100 gold, but it's not bold when you're picking the silver medalist from a year before. 100, 200 sweep by Tobogo, that's sufficiently bold. That qualifies as a bold prediction. So I, I like that one. Well then.
2: I mean, I think some of this also it should be our predictions for the major events next year. So not everything can be some crazy hot take, but I think that's – Noah Lyles gets all the attention. I mean, rightfully so. He pulled off the 100, 200 double. He's American. But let's see. Well, I'm talk, talking about age. Huh, Tobago, he's uh, 20.
0: No, you got to realize how good this guy is. 20 years old, silver in the 100, bronze in the 200 at the 2023 Worlds. In the 2022 World Junior Championships, this guy ran 991 while doing a bolt like celebration. That was a World Junior record. I think maybe still is. I don't know if Osama Singh is, is going to get ratified after his suspension. So, yeah. This guy's a monster talent. Now, winning the 200, is, and the interesting thing about the 200, I think Lyles is still clearly the best in that event, but Tobogo did something I hadn't seen. I don't think anyone do Noah Lyles, which is start gaining on him at the end of a race when he did that in London last year. Lyles still won that race, but he knows Tobogo's coming, but Noah Lyles knows how to win on the big stage. But that, that's a good prediction. And yeah, well then it is good having our Olympic picks on record because then when these things happen we can go back and say I called it in January 2024 and when they don't happen we just ignore it and act as if we didn't make the prediction so you know we it's just a no lose scenario for us really
2: yeah it's just like oh there's all this young talent I just went and looked up a name because I saw some world athletics like social media posts about the 200 and it had Said like Lindsay in the US. And I'm like, wait, like Courtney Lindsay? I was like, and he made the team. He won NCAA's 100, made the team in the 200. But like, he's not really talked about much in the US. And I'm like, wait, how young is he? John, tell me Courtney Lindsay's age 24. (laughs) He's 25. He's already 25. He's 25?
0: Yeah. So he's five what years a... older than Let's Seal Tobogo and Arian Knight. Arian Knighton actually is still nineteen for a few more days. Arian Knighton doesn't turn twenty and, and he's a two time world championship medalist.
2: So Arian Knighton will probably be younger at the twenty twenty eight Olympics than Courtney Lindsay is right now?
0: Well probably. He will be. Yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of wild. Um all right. Bold prediction number two. No American woman wins an individual track gold medal in Paris. This has not happened since the year 2000. Marion Jones did cross the finish line first. She was stripped of her gold medals for doping. My logic. The Jamaicans win the 100 and the 200. Whether it's Thompson Hurrah, Shelley Ann, Fraser Price, or Sharika Jackson. They'll split those. Marilady Paulino or Sean A. Miller-Webo will win the 400. Toby Amazon or Jasmine Camacho quinn in the 100 hurdles. Mary Mara or Hodgkinson in the 800. And then Femke Bol in the 400 hurdles. That's not even going to be bold if Sydney mclaughlin Levrone decides she's only going to do the flat 400. It is a bit bolder if she decides she's going to run the hurdles. But that's my path for paying it out. And then I you know, Americans aren't going to win a gold medal in a distance event. So, what do you make of that? Well, then,
2: highly unlikely. Very bold. I mean, think, wow, Sydney goes home with no Olympics. I mean, that, no medal, golds. That would be shocking. But, injury at some point, yeah, you're not competing. What's the deal? I mean, she could w- walk away, be double. Go- it's a double possible.
0: It's doable. Uh, she would have to run the 400 hurdles final and the 400 final on back-to-back nights. They're on August 8th and August 9th. But she never has to do t- two races in one day. Basically, it's just every day from August 4th through the 9th, six days in a row, she's got a race. Uh, 400 hurdles first round, 400 first round, 400 hurdles semi, 400 semis, 400 hurdles final, 400 final. So it's doable. I'm not sure if she'll actually try it.
2: It's a little riskier that way, John, with not one event before the other event. Does she go for greatness or not? What about the 4-8? The
0: 4-8, so the finals are separated by four days. It's pretty doable. The only the challenging thing is you have the 400 first round at 11.55 a.m. on August 5th, and then you've got the 800 final at 9.50 p.m. On August 5th. That's the stumbling block. Otherwise, you've got... And you also have the 800 semis the night before. The 800 semis and final are on back-to-back days? I'm not sure if that should... You'd have to race three sessions in a row. You'd be doing 800 semis the night of August 4th. 400 first round on the morning of August 5th. And then the 800 final on the evening of August 5th. So... I'm not sure if they'd want to do that. Otherwise, you do get a bunch of rest before the 400 final.
2: No, I don't think Bobby wants a thing doing the 400 anyway with that schedule. I think definitely not. Old prediction number two, John. Britton Wilson is your Olympic 400 meter champion.
0: I like that one. I actually, well, and I saw that that was one of someone made that prediction on Sidious Mag, so I didn't want to make it, but. I like the prediction. I think it's a good one. Even though I just said no American woman is going to win a, an Olympic gold on the track. I pick, predict these things because they're bold, because they're not that likely to happen. Unlikely things happen every year, but I can admit there's much greater chance that an American wins a gold medal. I think the path is there for Britton Wilson. If she can stay healthy, we saw how good she was. She was running 49 seconds indoors. You know, she, She's an incredible 400 runner. But of course, this will require her to choose the 400 flat over the 400 hurdles, and then for her to beat the likes of Paulino, Miller, Weibo and potentially McLaughlin and So, I, I like the prediction. Well, then.
2: Yeah, mainly. I didn't have a firm set of bull predictions here, but once you said no medals, I'm like, I'm going to go on with this one.
0: Okay. Bull prediction number three. Will Sumner. Olympic medalist
2: whoa I had forgotten that name somehow which is crazy because I was on the Will Sumner train podcast guest you should listen to it the freshman sensation for those who don't know who won the NCA 800 this year and 143 right 144 oh with a, but his last lap was what
0: oh it was like 50 seconds or something it was a it was big negative split let me get the exact
2: splits there but I like it. I was talking to running with the Buffaloes author, Chris Lear today. I said, are well, your bowl predictions somehow this thing didn't record. And he said to me, what, what happened to that guy who runs the 800, the Pete Julian coaches. And I don't know if he was being a bit facetious, but Donovan Brazier, John, like it's amazing. We haven't talked about Donovan Brazier in this podcast in a long time. The 2019 world champion, he is now, let's see, Donovan Brazier's age. Wow, 20. He's only 25. Six.
0: Oh, 26, sorry.
2: Seven. So not, not that old. Still should be in his prime.
0: He doesn't race. He's been injured basically since the last Olympic trials. That was the last time we saw anything close to a healthy Brazier. Uh, well, 2022 indoors, he was healthy for a hot minute, but. It's sad. Yeah, he's one of the greatest American talents of his generation. I talked to him this time last year, or March 2023, and he was saying he just wants a chance to see what he show what he can do. He doesn't want to go down as that guy who was great for a couple years, and then, you know, what if? Injuries derailed his career, and unfortunately, that's how it's looking at the moment. He didn't race last year, but Will Sumner, I pulled up the splits was a little aggressive there. He went 53 then 51-1-5. So it was still a big negative split. He ran 144-26 in that race. So he's a little young. He only turned 20 in October. But you can medal as a 20-year-old in the 800. And I'm just thinking Donovan Brazier, Clayton Murphy. I think this guy's the next great American 800-meter runner. I think he can do it. So, Will Sumner, he did not make the team in 2023. He'll be an Olympic medalist in 2024.
2: Bold prediction number three. Yard and a goose will break the world record in the mile. I mean, maybe it's not even that bold of a prediction, John, but he's the fourth fastest of all time. He improved a ton this year. Like, uh, he could conceivably beat Jakob in a time trial type race this year, any sort of improvement.
0: You're not saying, you're not saying the world indoor mile record because I actually think, I don't think that's, that's bold at all. I think he'll break that at Milrose, Um, but
2: outdoor. I'm not talking indoor. Go buy your tickets to Milrose. When is it next month? The world record will go down at Milrose. Like that seems more likely than not to me. I mean, that thing is soft. If, if, you want know me if Kajel just still has the world record in the indoor mile? Correct. three forty seven
0: oh one. Yep.
2: Come on. Like, like, hell, like, Niels Laros could show up maybe at this thing and get the record. Oh my God. You guys are obsessed with
0: Niels Laros. I mean, it would be kind of crazy if a guy who was growing up listening to the Let's Run podcast wins the Olympic gold medal in the 1500. That's, that's really would take a, let your dreams become reality. That would really boost the credibility of that motto. But, yeah, yard and Goose breaking the world record. It's simultaneously bold and not bold. Like, it is bold to suggest this guy will break the world records because you don't get that many opportunities. Like, I think I'm on record. My prediction is Yard and Goose has run his fastest mile of his life because he had basically everything perfect at pre-classic. He was in great shape. He had a guy towing him through the entire way, and it was a mile race. You, you don't usually get all those things lining up, like running – a mile in good conditions, in peak fitness, with a great pacemaker. There just aren't that many mile races. So, I don't think he'll ever run faster, but yeah, he ran 340, 397. The world record is three forty three one three. So, obviously it's hard to get those gains. Jakob Ingebrigtsen, after that race, I was like, oh, you came close to breaking the world record. He's like, no, I didn't. He's like, six tenths of a second, at that, when you're running that fast, is huge. So, I like the prediction. Well, then I don't think it's going to happen. That's why I didn't make it, but yard Goose. So we've got Robert kind of hinting. He's not sure if you will even make the Olympic team and you're going the other direction and saying he'll break the mile world record. So that's interesting.
2: I, I, I didn't say to make the Olympic team. John. I mean, those are
1: really exclusive.
0: <laughs> they, they are not mutually exclusive. Uh, okay. I'm giving myself a bonus prediction. I just thought of this one while we're recording the show, but it's fun. It's going to be an interesting storyline. I can't wait to write this article if it happens. Matthew Centrowitz makes the Olympic team in the men's fifteen hundred.
2: I'd like to see it happen, John. Okay, I will do my bonus. The most, the boldest. Wait, wait, wait.
0: wait I just want to give a quick rationale here because oh. Matthew Centrowitz is thirty-four years old. You don't usually see thirty-four-year-olds make the Olympic team, and we've got a pretty strong group of runners right now in the U.S. between the Goose. Hobbs Kessler, Cole Hawker, Joe Waska, Nathan Green. This isn't going to be an easy team to make, but the way I see it, this is the only reason he's still in the sport. This is what's been driving him the last two years. He was coming off that big injury in 2022, where he didn't race. 2023, he's like, this is always going to be a build-in So 2024. He knows how to get it done. He's a, he's a championship performer. He's the best american miler of his generation i think you could argue he's depending on whether you value the olympic titles or you know jim ryan setting world records you could say he's the greatest miler american miler ever i think he's got a few drops of greatness left in him i'd love to see it i hope he's in contention matthew sensual 2024 olympian
2: hope it happens all right john the boldest prediction of 2024 your Olympic 1500 meter men's champion will be Niels Laros. Wow, you
0: guys are just, you, I think this is becoming an obsession at this point. Robert called him Niels Laros like the number two story of 2023 at the end of the track season. I'm like, this is even bolder. So Niels Laro is just I for the record. He-, he is currently 18 years old. He turns 19 on April 17th. And you're saying he's going to be the Olympic champion. He was 10th in the final in Budapest, running with the leaders. He was in medal contention for much of the race. Ran out of steam, got 10th in 331.25.
2: Oh, wait. I swear. Now, this is where the sleep got me. I was doing all this math. I swear he was turning 20 this year. Oops. Jakob Ingramson won the gold medal when he was 20, almost 21. So it's like the math lines up. Somehow I just lost a year. I did this in my math over and over. He will be 19. Well, I put it out there, damn it. It's too late. I, I, I mean, I was talking with the course leader about the 1500 meters. You could talk about this race all the time. It's why it's my favorite. I personally would love to see Jakob pull it off, but if he's not going to win, there's a host of guys. Uh, you know, I don't think Niels Varelos is first on anyone's list, but the kid made a ton of progress. Well, I don't Kinda think it's, for it in the in yeah. the final, so it's like.
0: No, I don't think it would be a shock to say this kid wins the 2028 Olympics. 2024—that's a little sooner than people would expect, but. Yeah, you know, he's going to run for the win, I, I bet. And he's got a good coaching set up. He's got big race yeah. experience. Uh, he just hasn't been close I mean, to a medal in the global but, stage.
2: Yeah. Hey, okay. He's been hearing where your to become reality for the longest time, John. But, I mean, that would be crazy, right? If he pulled it off, it's almost like Jakob who? Like, I think he would be an even more of a talent than Jakob Ingebrigtsen well he would have
0: won the olympics about a year and a half earlier in his life and i mean yaka brand 328 in 2021 when he was 20 years old so and i think that's you'd have to be in 328 shape probably to win the olympics right the way the th- events run these days yeah i i mean it's it's a bold prediction um if i guess yaka means- yaka brand 328 in 20 20- 20 when he was 19 years old so yeah if, if Laris did this i think you'd have to put him on uh the same sort of talent level as ingebrigtsen but it's not that cr- i mean this guy is 18 years old and he's run 144 331 348 in a mile and 1323 for 5k like he is a enormous enormous talent so I don't know. It'd be very interesting. I thought you were going to say, like, Neil Gourley. Just continuing the progression of Scots to upset Ingebrigtsen in the World Championship final. We had Whiteman. We had goley's the, the next logical fit to the patent. Um, all right. I Look, I, I like. Look, we asked for bold predictions. This is bold. You'll have bragging rights if you called it. And if you didn't, people will just forget about it until we bring it up on the podcast next year.
2: I made it through the podcast. The so I said I didn't need sleep or wasn't missing the sleep, but clearly I can't do math. I was convinced he was turning 20 in April.
0: It's okay. But you made one your prediction even bolder. So there we go.
2: We want to hear your predictions. 1844 Let's Run. Give us a call. We want feedback. Also rate us on iTunes or whatever, um, Spotify, whatever podcast. Just right now, it's really quickly. As we're talking, you have no excuse. Unless you're driving your car right now, please open up the app. Okay, we're just waiting. That's taking, what, five seconds? Now you hit the see the five star. I assume you're going to give us five stars. I mean, you can give us an honest rating. Or you could always email us, podcast at let'srun.com. But start 2024 out by joining the Supporters Club. Let'srun.com slash Subscribe.
0: Yeah, you guys, if you're listening to it, the podcast at this point, one, clearly you're a fan of the show. You have excellent taste. Two, you're going to want those Supporters Club podcasts. I'll tell you, even if it's just for the Olympic trials and the Olympics alone, that, it's gonna, you're going to enjoy those. Those are some of our best podcasts of the year. We do daily podcasts after the Olympic trials and the Olympics, recapping everything. You can get them on demand as a Supporters Club member. They're really fun to record. We get great feedback on those. And that's you can only get those on demand by joining the Supporters Club. So, personally, I'm a little biased. I think it's worth it. Hopefully, you guys do, too. We do appreciate the support. Let'srun.com slash subscribe if you want to join.
2: Anything else you wanted to talk about, John? I sort of jumped the gun and assumed that was it after the bold predictions.
0: I don't think we can top Niels Laros. I mean... Is it a bold prediction to say Brighton will win the Europa League in 2024? I, I think they're among the favorites. Maybe Liverpool's the only one with better odds, so maybe it's not that bold, but that's also more of a I'm kind of hoping as opposed to predicting. But that'd be pretty fun if Brighton won the Europa League, right?
2: Oh, yeah, thrilling. <laughs> I mean, there was the horrific story this week that Ugandan Olympic steeplechaser Benjamin Kipogat was murdered in Kenya. So thoughts to everyone who knew him. The Hakone Ekiden is r- maybe wrapping up right now. I don't know what time it is in Japan, John. That two-day race. Good thing Rojo's not on here. he probably try to break it down or something. Yeah, I, I
0: try to break it down. Except I don't know any of the athletes, and I'm only vaguely heard of the schools. So I, I was on record last year saying I, I think the Ekiden. I do like the spectacle of it, but. It just doesn't seem very. I know the the broadcast is great. They try and it draws massive ratings in Japan, but all these guys are so spread out. Like, what is this race? Is it ever exciting in the final stage? Like, I get the people run course records and stuff, but to me, you're by structuring it that way, you're almost guaranteeing you're never going to have a close, exciting race at the end of it. Which I kind of like seeing. Call me crazy, so I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to crapple design a race if you want to make it as exciting as possible.
2: All right, John. We, what about Addy Wiley predictions? Oh man, the American phenom is let's double checking here. I've been off the age today. She's twenty right now. I think she'll
0: make the Olympic team in the 1500. I was just like, that's why that's the, th- the first thing that comes to mind is like, what do I think she'll do? It's not going to be easy, but I'm think- I'm guessing a thing. Well, I'm going to say she doesn't run the 1500 at the trials. I guess she might. They have talked about it, but I'm going to say she doesn't. Nikki Hiltz could win again, but also I wouldn't be shocked if Addie Wiley beat them. Corey McGee's very consistent, but she's another year older. Sinclair Johnson, these are the four women who beat her this year. Sinclair Johnson, better right now, but not by all that much. And then you've got Ellie St. Pierre coming back from giving birth. But yeah, if you want me to make a prediction, my prediction will be she makes the Olympic team.
2: I mean, The bold prediction is she wins the Olympic trials. But there's just so much there. Is she? I'm assuming, John, you think she'll be professional there? Does she have a coach outside of someone from Indiana? A lot of question marks. And I think if she makes the Olympic team, she makes the final at the Olympics. The medals are going to be hard to come by in the 1500.
0: Yeah. It's going to be fascinating.
2: We didn't do it like over under for an amount of American medals.
0: Uh, we, we should we'll save that for next week. We still got some. I know we've got the Olympic trials marathon coming up, but not a lot of racing action going on in January. I want to have Robert on board making some of these picks. So we'll maybe keep that one in the cooler for next week.
2: Or probably the Friday 15. And also like we call it the Friday 15. Our podcast last Friday was like over an hour and a half. I think it was long. So Sometimes, sometimes they're longer than this podcast. You need to join today. Let's run.com slash subscribe. Until next time. All right. See you next week, everyone.